0: not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin.
1: Again, we're talking with Jane Bolello, the chairperson of the Asheville Tea Party, uh, one of the original grassroots uh, groups uh, at the beginning of the grassroots protest movement seven years ago, which has culminated in having a Republican president in the White House. Um, You've given us a long list of of goals, uh, but the one thing that you've talked about that I think is really critical is what are we going to do to ensure that the entrenched political class in Washington, D.C., is does not have its way. You know as well as I do that we have three classes in this country now. We have the yeah. recipient class, the provider class, and the ruling class or the political class. Yeah. And the political class through money and power and political pressure, financial pressure, probably blackmail as well of various kinds, has been having its way increasingly so for decades, probably since Ronald Reagan. And so now we have a situation where we have finally uh, installed one of our own. And I will definitely tell you, as far as I'm concerned, Donald Trump is a product of the grassroots movement. There is no question about that in my mind. So now that he is there, what are we as grassroots activists, what must we do to put up a wall against the lobbyists and the people in the ruling class who still want to have their way.
2: Well, you know, one of the things that I'm doing next week, uh, once again, is I'm going to the Heritage Summit in San Antonio, Texas. So I'm going to be gone next week doing this. And one of the things that I've got high on my list of how to manage all of that is we have got to expose the ties, the money ties, between the passage of the bills. When they vote for bills, there is a direct line to special interest money. And folks need to understand and see graphically what that is. The hundreds of thousands of dollars they get to produce bills that are 2,000 pages big are... And I think they will be quite shocked at what they see. The bills are what they are. They are as large as they are because all of these people are getting their special carve-outs. These people go up to represent us, and they come back millionaires. There's something wrong with that picture. So that, A number one, to me, needs. we need to do that. It has to be exposed. Uh, so people begin to understand that these folks, and I can name names here, you know, people like Richard Burr and people like Tom Phyllis, who have failing conservative scores, are getting all kinds of special interest money to pass these horrible bills. So that that is one of the things. The other I noticed in Mr. Trump's uh, 100-day plan uh, the last thing he mentioned was to clean up the corruption in Washington, and I know he keeps saying, "Drain the pump." I call it a sewer." Uh, he said he wants to reduce the corrupting influence of special interest on our politics. And I think the only way you can possibly do that is you have to make it public. He's got a bully pulpit. We have over 14,000 sentinels, and I know that Freedom Works has probably got close to a million. Um, we've we've got to get these these people have the ear to the folks in Washington. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. We've got to expose this to the public now that we have everybody's attention right after this election. So to me that is one of the things. The other thing we have to do is we have to educate the folks. For example, uh we need to get rid of Obamacare. So how are we going to do that? Well, Mitch McConnell uh, will probably, you know, and all, he says he said in an article recently, oh, I'd be really surprised if we didn't take it up. But what he didn't say is, oh, how are we going to do this? Well, th- they like to filibuster these bills, so they run out the clock and we wind up with these horrible bills. Well, we don't have to do that. We can use a strategy called reconciliation whereby you have 51 votes, to pass the bill and the republicans have 51 votes in the senate to do that so we can get that done now the average person doesn't understand, may not understand what a filibuster is and may not understand what reconciliation is and that is our job that is what we have to do because miss mcconnell isn't going to do it so we have to do it the boots on the ground call us tea party grassroots sentinels activists, whatever, we have to be the ones to make sure that people understand what that is. So then they hold Mitch McConnell and the rest of the, the rhinos that are there accountable. And they hold Paul Ryan accountable. The other thing that um that I I did yesterday is I contacted, I met Steve Moore, who is also on um he's advising Trump along with Art Laffer. I have met Steve Moore, I've had conversations with him, and I wrote to him and I asked him, I said, we have this CR that was passed on September the 26th. Now that Mr. Trump has been elected, what kind of leadership is he going to offer to try and roll this back? Because effectively what happened was is that Ryan, along with Obama, they passed the Obama-Ryan Budget, bill, They did they it at higher spending levels instead of lower spending levels. And now we are $1 trillion more in debt. So, and, and they funded Obama's legacy. That needs to be exposed. I would love to see Mr. Trump come out there and say, you know, now that he's got a bully pulpit, this is what happened. I don't think most Americans realize what happened. And it has, this has to stop because during the lame duck, they're going to try and, they're going to try and push more of this stuff out. So he's got to me, if he wants to, to clean up the corruption, he needs to come out and educate the folks on what this means, lame duck, what they're trying to accomplish during this and what happened during that CR. So we, our job is to support him in doing that. Whether it's on Twitter, whether it's phone calls, uh, whatever it is that we need to do, letters to the editor, whatever we need to do to support that, so we get, we truly do accomplish that mission.
1: You've raised a very interesting point, and that is you have to reach people, you yes. have to be able to get a message out to people. What makes it so difficult is that we have a press in this country that is hopelessly corrupted and biased. And to me, that's one of the great advantages of having a president elect, Donald Trump. He, all by himself, is a media magnet. He has the ability, through the strength of his personality, to be out there making statements and Uh, forming opinions. So in that sense, you are very right. And I think what he does, uh, what he does in this next 70 days between now and the inauguration uh, and how successful conservatives are in holding the line in a lame duck session of Congress with a lame duck president uh, who's, who's absolutely... Uh, hellbent on preserving his legacy, which is not going to happen, but who wants to do it anyway. The only way we can counteract that is to have a vocal media magnet like Donald Trump standing yes. up and saying, look, this is not the way it's going to be. This is not what you voted for, and we're not going to allow this to happen.
2: Well, you're absolutely right. And that's why I contacted Steve and I haven't heard back from him. Uh, but, well, as I said, he's, he's got an ear to Mr. Trump, and he now has a bully pulpit. He has to get out there and educate the folks and let them know this is what happened, and you need to call your representatives, you need to call your senators, and you need to tell them enough is enough. This has to end. It's got to stop. That's what he needs to do, and he's got it here in his 100-point plan. It's number 10 on the last page. I'm reading it right now. Um, and so that is what he needs to be doing because this, th- these budget bills that they pass and we go into a lame duck, this has been go- the lame duck, as you know, Dr. Dan is supposed to be, we gathered Congress together to declare war on somebody. Should we be in an emergency situation? It is not passing a budgetary bill uh, or other goodies that some of these folks want. So that. He's now, got the, he's now got the floor, and he needs to now go out and educate the folks. And I am hoping, I am hoping that he does that.
1: You know, one of the important things uh, that we have to deal with is immigration, uh, and that is not a small issue. Uh, it's, nope. it's a really a critical issue. Uh, The the liberal progressives are attempting to dilute the American population with people who do not have the same feeling about our country as we do. Uh, And that's how they manipulate uh, a public opinion, and that's how they get their way is by having groups of people in here agitating for their own individual group uh, yep. ideas, which are not necessarily the same as American ideas. And I think that's one of the important factors in this vote is that people who voted for Trump and mostly in the middle of our country, not on the coast, understand that America is a nation. America is a country and that in order to be an American citizen, you really need to feel like you are an American citizen. That's one of my uh, arguments with hyphenated Americanism. I hate that. I hate the terms of you know, uh, yeah. whatever Amer- whatever hyphen American. You need to be an American first. Yeah, it's nice to go to the San Gennaro Festival and eat Italian food, or go to the you know go to Chinatown in New York City and have authentic cuisine, but. You really, while you can celebrate the differences in terms of those smaller details, the primary detail has to be, I am an American no matter where I came from. My allegiance is to America. So we need to do an awful lot of work in the schools, do we not?
2: Oh, my gosh. Do we? Do we? Oh, unbelievable. Um what What the schools have done, and you can see just what happened since November the eighth, where now we have college students that are crying and hysterical and they're frightened and excuse me what are they doing to them? I mean, that they, they have taught these kids that capitalism is bad, America is wrong on everything, and they fear longer. And now we've got a group of, of young kids that because they have, there's no opportunity economically for them to spread their wings and to become successful, the left has made sure that they have brainwashed them, uh, you know, into thinking that unless you have a Democrat running the show or progressive running the show, the world is coming to an end. Uh, I mean, I couldn't believe w- watching what was going on on some of these college campuses.
1: Well, so, you, know, uh, you know, it reminds me of of things that my parents always told me, and they they were very famous for saying, "Sticks and stones will break my bones, but yes. names will never hurt me." Believe me, I went through as all, we all did when we were young in elementary school. Name calling was yes, that was it. I mean, you 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 didn't. That was – you had to learn how to endure that. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, my word for these – I have two things that I can say to these, th- these kids who are, out, who are out fainting in the streets because Donald Trump has been elected. The first word – the first two words are grow up. Okay, right, Exactly. The second, the second phrase is contrary to popular opinion, no one owes you anything. You want That's something, right. you need to earn it. Uh, these are life's lessons that we have a whole generation of kids who really, they haven't learned that. They haven't learned no. that. And, and I will tell you, the problem is, if you graduate from college with a degree of eight, in 18th century French literature, don't expect to get a good job. <laughs> I mean, there's not a whole bunch of call for that, is there? No. <laughs> I mean I like 18th century French literature it's, it was kind of neat but uh I mean that's not where way you get a job you ha- you have to you have to be practical that's one of the problems colleges have become a sort of uh not teenage but young adult ba- babysitting service uh more than more than an educational service because if your education is not relevant it is not relevant and it's good to learn a lot of stuff I'm all for having a broad-based education. But at the basis of it all, it has to be practical. It has to be related to earning a living. Otherwise, you've invested a whole bunch of money in something that will not prove to be of real value.
2: Yeah, absolutely agreed. And, of course, the other problem is is that a lot of these college professors, they are the leftover 60s hippies, you know, the the, the pot-smoking hippies that – you know, lived in tents and rode around in these crazy Volkswagens. And they are the ones that are in these colleges teaching these kids all about socialism and how wonderful it is, Um, and globalization and global warming and all this other nonsense. Uh, And it's a lot to combat. Hopefully, hopefully, we are now going to be able to get rid of this common core nonsense because it has to go. I absolutely has to go I know the the last uh, year that I was teaching before I retired uh, and I was teaching English I was finding it more and more difficult to find genuine literature for me to teach my students where they would actually learn some lesson of life in a piece of literature and I looked at these these textbooks They had all kinds of bells and whistles and teacher support materials and all kinds of things. But give me the textbook that I had in 1975 when I first started to teach where all it had was the literature and then 10 questions at the end, I will do the rest. I will do the rest. Uh, I wish I had this. I still wish I had this textbook. Uh, just unbelievable what they the garbage that is in these
1: books. We're talking with Jane Belello, the chairman of the Asheville Tea Party. And, you know, one other big lesson of this political campaign this year, uh, and that is no one is above the law. That, to me, is one of the most important points that was discussed and actually emphasized. We have the Clintons, who are obviously uh, in a favored class, along with so many of the other ruling class members, who are immune to the laws, rules, and regulations that they pass on us. You also look at the hypocrisy of the Hollywood elite, who, who... have made their millions and millions of dollars using the free market economy of our nation and yet all they all they can do is say how terrible america is and yeah. how they want to leave if if their candidate uh does not win so what we have now in this country is a, a class of elite rulers whether it's in the media or or in government or or wherever who, in actuality, are above the law, which is a completely un-American concept.
2: Well, I'm hoping that also gets fixed because um, we—I think we both know who we're talking about. We've bought many of them, uh, but you know, Miss Hillary Clinton. There, she's uh, got to be held accountable for the horror that she created. Well, and uh, there aren't—they are not supposed to be two sets of rules, and that was. To me, one of the major issues, a lot of people maybe didn't like Donald Trump. And many people voted for him because they knew he was way better than Hillary Clinton. Uh, I mean, we cannot have, you know, a, a, a thief and a liar and a murderer as our president. Well, and I'm hoping that, that whoever Donald Trump puts in the DOJ goes after her. I really do, because she needs to be held accountable. That concludes another episode of Doctor Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual
0: freedom.
1: Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning you